to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela. And if you are a regular listener to this show, you know that I am a huge advocate for claiming success on your terms for really going for the things that matter to you and building the career you want based on that. So you can have an impact without the overwhelmed stress and burnout. This is how I've built my career and achieved the things that mattered to me and had the leadership opportunities and really helped to shape organizations, get the message out there about well-being and design, and to be able to do good work in the world. And the secret to it all is unhooking from stress. Stress is like this little weed in your garden that you can't get rid of. I'm in a constant battle with thistles and ivy in my own garden, and I know what it's like. And fighting against the stress isn't the answer because there's always going to be more to do. There's always going to be things that go wrong, things that happen, emergencies. The key is to build your life and structure your day in a very different way so that you have resiliency so the stress doesn't knock you off balance and take you out of the game. And that's why I am so excited to announce my upcoming Stressless Success Workshop. This is a free workshop coming up on August 26th we are going to hang out together and I am going to give you my best tips for containing the stress in your life and making it feel so much more manageable. You are not meant to feel overwhelmed and burned out. You are not meant to feel like you have to struggle just to get through the day. Forget about trying to get ahead. It is possible to have the career you love that is supporting the life you love. And I'd really love to hang out with you and show you how you can do this. It is totally free. All you have to do is go to my website, architectingpodcast.com, and right there on the front page is the link to sign up. And let's unlock what's possible when your day is focused on joy and ease and what you get to do instead of slogging through what you feel like you have to do. Sign up. Let's hang out together. I can't wait. Today, you are definitely going to want to listen to this whole episode. This is a topic that I see popping up so often for people at every level of their career. 
it's one that we really need to get to the bottom of if we're going to do the work we're meant to do in the world. It centers around the idea of being qualified. When we feel like we are not qualified, we hold ourselves back, which means that the world is not getting the benefit of what we have to offer that the work we're here to do is going undone because we're too busy taking ourselves out of the game. And this can happen by choice because we're hiding and also feel like we're being blocked. And that was the question that Emma, a member of our architecting community, sent in. Emma said, I am really active in several professional organizations. I do volunteer work. I've held leadership positions and demonstrated that I can build consensus and get things done. However, at my firm, I don't feel like I'm getting promoted. When I ask why I'm not given more leadership opportunities, I'm told that I'm not ready for it. I'm confused because I feel like I've already shown that I am ready. And what seems to be the problem? Is it a glass ceiling issue? Thank you, Emma, first of all, for being courageous enough to put this out there. Let's start with this idea of unconscious bias. The person you may have been when you interviewed for your job the role they were looking for, the way you were perceived at that time, can sometimes pigeonhole you if you are not actively seeking growth opportunities at work. It can also happen when you are afraid to have those courageous conversations and actually vocalize what you want because it's very easy when someone is in a role that's working for the company to assume that they are happy in that role or your supervisor to think that the status quo is working out. So why would we change anything? It starts with recognizing where you are, where there's dissonance between where you are and where you want to be and beginning to ask for those opportunities. When you're told you're not ready, that can feel really sticky because as we all hear from Emma, you may think you're ready and you don't understand why the way that you see yourself and the way that your boss sees you or your company sees you don't match. We talked about the unconscious bias that we may need to overcome the way that we're seen, but we also need to overcome the way we might be showing up because we don't show up in the same way in every situation in our lives. If you think about the dynamic in your family of origin, maybe you and your brother bickered all the time. And now, even though you are adults, 
when you're together at a family gathering, you both kind of regress to the behavior dynamics that you had when you were 10 and 12. So the situation brings out certain behaviors and personality dynamics that are very different than how you may be showing up in the rest of your life. The same is true even in professional settings. They're not all created equal. In a workplace, especially if you started at a firm early in your career, maybe even your first job, you don't really have a frame of reference. So there is a real tendency to go in and just absorb like a sponge the way that this organization operates to learn how things are done and accept that as the way things are done instead of a way things are done. And there's an important difference there. It's very easy to habitualize the status quo, the operations, the procedures, and rinse and repeat with that versus saying, why do we do it this way? How could we do it better? What else could we be doing? And because of that, you are more likely to try to be working with an existing system and its dynamics. So let's look at how you might be showing up differently in some of the professional organizations where you volunteer. In a professional organization, they are very appreciative of the people that do more than just show up. The ones who are willing to raise their hand to work on initiatives to get things done, they also tend to cycle through leadership at a volunteer organization. You're not going to hold the same committee chair role or board role forever. These move, these cycle. So there's always a need to find new leaders to create that leadership pipeline. So if you are showing up and you are invested in what this organization is doing, and you are willing to give them your time, they're willing to give you opportunities. As you get these different opportunities, whether you are heading up a task force or chairing a committee, they are accepting that you are in that leadership role and willing to take direction from you. And this is why I so often recommend to people in our architecting community that you stop being quote unquote too busy to be engaged in professional organizations. Not only is it a great networking opportunity, but there are growth and leadership positions available to you at a much earlier phase in your career than you're ever going to get working at a firm. The challenge that we have, though, is how do we integrate that? How do we take the growth you have experienced in the setting of the professional organization and leverage that to overcome any 
perceptions of who you are that may unconsciously be limiting how you are viewed at work. It starts with demonstrating value wherever you are in the company. There's a reason you're working there. There should be an alignment between how this company works, the kind of work they do, and the things that matter to you in your career. Look for opportunities outside of projects to begin to participate in initiatives. Within your projects, look for opportunities for that point of view to show up. I've seen people pursue a credential like evidence-based design because they saw other people in the firm get that credential, but then when they get it, make zero effort to ask questions about research, to put a research plan in place, to collaborate with others, to conduct or apply research. So the credential doesn't really change one single thing about the status quo way of working on a project, does nothing to differentiate that person from any of their counterparts with the same role on a project. So let's say you really believe in sustainability, you really want to do projects that are sensitive to their environment and that are carbon neutral, and your firm even cares about the issue and talks about it and maybe has certain tools in place, but there's a disconnect between projects operating per the status quo of how projects have always operated and what it would take to do a project sustainably. There's different processes. We may be needing to have different sets of meetings or bring different people to the table at different times or structure the team differently or structure the schedule differently. So if you simply are sitting there saying, I care about this issue, I know a lot about this issue, but there's no opportunity to get the issue to show up in the work I'm doing, therefore I'm blocked, you're not showing value and you're not being a leader. Instead, what happens when you take the no matter what attitude, when you say, I am going to ask for the time I need I'm going to come up with a game plan for how we can do this. I'm going to show how I can make it happen instead of just talking about how to make it happen because I'm going to question the status quo. I'm also going to bring my passion and I'm going to put the two together and I'm going to show value. That's valued as something the company cares about, but it's also value in leadership. A lot of times we make the mistake of thinking that being a leader means that we're the authority and we're just going to tell people what we want them to do and they're going to listen. So this idea of follow me, listen to me, do what I say. Whereas real leaders are getting buy-in 
and people are following them because there's an alignment of values and the leader is simply showing the way, saying, come with me, not listen to me. The leader is taking people somewhere they couldn't get on their own. And that's why we want to go along for the ride because we care about something and this person is showing us how we can actually do more with it. When we do that, we are in a very different place of demonstrating value and leadership that is about empowering others, about seeing the world in a different way, and about transformation, which is the most powerful form of leadership. You're probably thinking, great. But we're back to this qualification idea again, where we start to say, who am I to do this? We start to have the imposter syndrome, where I want to challenge you is I want you to think of it more as who are you not to do this? No matter where you are, no matter what level of expertise you have, you have something to contribute. There are people you can help when you are one or two steps ahead of where they are that can't be helped as well by people who are 10 steps ahead. Leaders don't worry about whether or not they can do something. They do it because of their conviction to do it. They do it because the purpose is bigger than they are. They're not chasing validation and titles. They genuinely care about the issues and the cause, and they want to help as many people as possible understand the issues and have an impact. When we are coming from that motivation, We're qualified no matter where we are. We're qualified to share what we know, always. We're qualified to make change, always. We're qualified to ask questions, always. And the last thing I want to leave you with is to feel comfortable in the knowledge that you are not for everyone. As you share your passion, as you question the premise, as you begin to advocate, as you do more mission-driven, no matter what kinds of work, both in and outside of your firm, you cannot allow yourself to be taken out of the game the very first time somebody tells you no. They frame no as a not yet. Expect the critics. If you look at anyone out there in the world who is taking a stand for anything, there are people who are cheering them on, who are saying thank you, and there are people who are heckling them who are naysayers, who are trying to discredit them. If those people only looked at the negative feedback they got, they would never do anything. They would just be hiding in a dark room under the covers all day long because 
they would feel so bad about themselves. You have to accept that there are going to be people that won't agree with you. You have to accept that there are people that might be jealous of you or threatened by you. You have to accept that there are people who have a, have a different strategy and want to do it their way. I'm not telling you never to accept criticism, but there's a clear difference between constructive criticism, which is helping you do what you're doing better, and negative criticism, which is aimed at getting you to stop doing what you're doing. When you experience criticism, if you're prepared for it, you don't have that trigger of that negative emotion. So you're able to be curious in the moment, drill down into what the person is saying and understand a little bit more about their motivations. So if it is constructive criticism that they're offering, you can actually appreciate it and have a productive conversation and everything will be better for it. And if it is negative criticism, you're able to expose that as well and move forward anyway, not get taken out of the game, not shut down, not have the hostile reaction, not be combative or defensive. I have definitely seen people that want to view any amount of not getting what they think they should get out of a situation as a deliberate attempt to in some way discriminate against them. That person isn't doing themselves any favors because they're not learning from the situation. They're wanting what they want for the validation of getting it versus passionately being dedicated no matter what to an issue that matters to them. They're not chasing mastery, they're chasing credentials. So as we wrap up today, I wanna leave you with these thoughts. And thank you, Emma, again, for asking this great question. If you feel like you are not getting opportunities that you want, think about how you are showing up in that setting versus how you show up in settings where you do feel successful. Question the process and status quo of the setting that you want to change. Be willing to have the hard talks with your boss or your supervisor where you ask questions. Be clear about the alignment between your values and interests and where you want to chase mastery and the company's values. Show value by taking on opportunities and looking for ways to bring them in by working with, not against, leadership to find ways to make it work instead of shutting down because a process isn't including a new way of working. Instead, work to change the process. Know that you are qualified from where you stand today to make a difference and show people how. Take people somewhere 
instead of just chasing validation. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening in. I so value you being part of this community. Remember, you can always reach out to me with your questions, just like Emma did, and I am happy to answer them. Take care. Bye. for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.